have two little daughters in the house. And I remember that one time I was getting ready to start this business and we had bought a brand new laptop. I had left the laptop on the dining room table, oh, man. gone out to lunch. <laughs> and when yeah. I got back, my oldest daughter had pulled off all of the keys on the no. laptop. And I was like, this is a $2,500 right, yeah. business investment. Terrible. Right. The kid had taken off all the keys and she's thrilled that she had something to play with. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. What's up, Young and Adulting podcast friends and world? It's Tyler here with my friend and co-host Nina. I'm really excited for today's episode, joined by Pastor Oscar Soto. And if you don't know Pastor Oscar, he's an amazing guy, and I want to give him the space to tell us a little bit about who you are, and uh, then we can jump into the conversation on how to control your emotions. But before we do that, before we get there, uh, what do people need to know about you for today's episode? Well, I've been married for 21 years Come to on. my beautiful wife, Dahlia. Uh, I'm a Jersey boy. I was born in Jersey, raised in South Florida, and I proudly represent the cultures of Guatemala and hey. Puerto Rico. I think uh, people call me the largest Guatemalan in the world, and uh, <laughs> I am very passionate about the Miami Heat, and I have two beautiful daughters, Idalis and Krista. They're 19 and 15, and uh, they are my life. I love that. So naturally, you are passionate about controlling your emotions since you're a Heat fan. Of course. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Do they win a lot? The Heat are winning um, okay this year. They're okay. about a 500 team this year, but in the past couple of years, they've done pretty well. I think they went to the finals last year. So go Heat. Let's get it. Let's get it done this year. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're having a conversation about how to control uh, your emotions, and I think that this is a really pertinent conversation especially as we head into the year 2023. I can't right. believe we're saying that. Crazy. But particularly the young adult demographic, uh, not excluding those older and younger, uh, this this buzzword of being canceled, I mean, we're all in a culture that's very sensitive, and it's easy to be offended and to offend. And I, I, as followers of Jesus, we don't want to be people who are uh, you know, living in offense. And so I think this conversation is so important. We right. talk about yeah. the emotions we have and where they come from and how to manage them and how to control them and how to steward them because we all go through ebbs and flows of life. And so uh, I think you're an amazing person to speak into this given life experience, given um, being a father and leader and pastor and, and husband. And so, um, you know, when you look at your journey, when we talk about controlling our emotions, dealing, managing the emotions we have, we all have different uh, defaults. Like for me growing up, uh, I had a big anger problem. Therefore, I had a I spoke too soon, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I, I would say things that I, I remember my parents would be like, you, they made me memorize James, like 119, be quick to listen. So <laughs> like I had to memorize it, you know, yeah. uh, because I was just a hothead. And so it's something that I've been on this journey of controlling emotions. But when you look back at your journey, when this becomes something that maybe you're passionate about, you wanted to speak into or, or some lessons you learned about controlling your own emotions yeah. as, as you grew in, in life and in leadership. Yeah, I mean, I think that, the first time that I realized that I needed to actually work on my emotions, my anger, my resistance to other people was when I had my second daughter. Like I have two little daughters in the house and I remember that 
one time I was getting ready to start this business and we had bought a brand new laptop. I had left the laptop on the dining room table, oh, man. gone out to Where's lunch. And when yeah. I got back, my oldest daughter had pulled off all of the keys on the no. laptop. And I was like, this is a $2,500 right, yeah. business investment. Right. The kid had taken off all the keys and she's thrilled that she had something to play with. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like so flustered that I actually got upset at her. My, my wife had a flip phone at the time and it was one of the first flip phones that this is how old I am. Um, and she had taken a picture of me and all I could see was this very large man really upset at this little toddler and it convicted me that I needed to work on the person that I was and the nature that I had and figure out how I could make it different so that my daughters would have the father that is modeling the husband that they need in the future. And um, the only thing that I could remember to do at that particular time was to go back to that scripture in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where it says, in view of God's mercy. In other words, in view of his love for you, in view of his grace for you, Mm -hmm. give your bodies as a living sacrifice and do not conform to the pattern of this world because this is your true and proper act of worship, right? And, and, And so when I started to like really just like unravel that scripture, I discovered the importance of surrender yeah Uh, surrender the good things surrender the bad things and allow god to really mold me not because of what i've earned but simply because of the way he loved me Mm -hmm. and there's a promise that comes with that then you will know god's good and perfect will and so i started going through this process of figuring out what it meant to give god true and proper worship every day at the end of my day and allowing him to mold my character and so practically that that turned into a process for me yep. of just review like like literally reviewing every part of my day yeah and it took me a long time to actually see maybe because i was hard-headed i don't know <laughs> right um the puerto rican half of me or whatever and it took me a long time to actually see some fruit from it but what i found was that with consistency the holy spirit actually started to work in me mm-hmm. like god actually started to change my character change my demeanor give me more patience so that i could serve my wife and serve my kids differently than what was modeled for me in life that's great wow that was good thanks um as young adults i think that a lot of us kind of get to the point where we lash out or it comes out like through a physical form are there red flags that you have seen in other people or maybe you've studied on um that would just help us not wait to get there but maybe see those red flags earlier? Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that um, I've, I've learned about myself is that I have a high tolerance for stress. Hmm. And so by the time I'm getting stressed out, everybody else around yeah. me has been beyond that stress. They're like at mental breakdown points in their lives, right? And so one of the things that I've started to, that I started to do was I started to study the behavior of the people that were around me. Hmm. So I look for oh, Dahlia's not talking as much, or my kids aren't near me as much, or my friends or coworkers or peers are keeping their conversations really short with me. And so that tells me immediately, what am I doing that's causing them to be standoffish with me? And at the end of the day, with work, um, if I felt like I didn't want to go to work the next day, then I knew something was up. And so I needed to go back and I needed to review. What did I miss that was causing stress 
in other people and that was frustrating other people or where I might have been lashing out even unintentionally because a lot of the stuff that I think that we navigate you know when I was going through this process of really surrendering to the Lord my character and my nature I was a young adult Mm -hmm. I was in my very early 30s and trying to figure out you know life as a dad life as a husband and it was really about seeing where the flags were and then Mm -hmm. um Practically, I started to um, invite people into my life to hold me accountable. That's great. So yeah. I looked for my wife's friends, and I would say, hey, if you see anything, I give you permission to let me know. And I started to invite people around me in ministry. If you see anything weird, I, I want you to hold me accountable. Yeah. Ask me the tough question so that I can be held accountable and I can pay attention to the flag of where people are feeling stressed out way before I am. So that's great. Uh, I I just thought of this kind of question as we're talking about this, because um, maybe when you were growing up, social media wasn't a a space where emotions really, I mean, didn't exist. Right. But so many young people, um, middle school, high schoolers, even, even younger than that, young adults included, we allow our emotions to spill out into public spaces, social media. And sometimes that's like the first place that emotions land. What are some things maybe that you've seen, you know, we're talking about flags where you maybe seen something posted, you've seen something going, no, that's an indication of, of something that's, that's deeper or maybe some even advice uh, that you would say for, for us when, when we're finding emotions spilling out that aren't positive, you know, as you think about that social media space. Man, when I look at the social media space, things that turn me off um, from people just in general are they're spilling all of their emotions and their frustrations online every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got those friends, but I've, I've seen where I've had some online relationships where every day there's a four or five paragraphs of just how tired they are of life, mm-hmm. how difficult things mm-hmm. are, the challenges that they're having, and, or they're taking a stance. And a lot of times the stance that they're taking is driven politically instead of being driven by God's word. Mm. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that we need to understand is that we are part of a kingdom culture, mm-hmm. right? And so when we're part of this kingdom culture, we're not, we're not taking an affiliation with a political party or a stance or something that's going on in this world. We're, we're actually speaking God's word yep. and we're looking to build bridges, not walls. Yeah. And so... When I see certain things like, oh, a constant political post or a constant post an opinion on something that the media has politicized, those are automatic stops, wall builders, and I can see people disengaging Mm -hmm. from them. And so I would say to be guarded as followers of Jesus on what we post, because what we post defines whether a person feels comfortable enough to reach out to us or not, right? And so... I, I think that one of the things that I try to do um, is I try not to let myself be driven by the media yep. or by what's what's the hot topic at the particular time and even my own emotions. I try to check myself yeah. all the time to make sure that I'm always building that bridge yep. and I'm not stopping people from communicating with me. That's so great. You know, the time hop, I don't know if you've heard time hop, like Facebook, it'll, I think, I don't know if other platforms do it, but right. it'll show you, yeah. oh, you posted this like last year or 10 years ago. Yeah. I was on my couch this weekend <laughs> and I think I got a Facebook in 2008, I was in eighth grade and something came up. I must've been like a sophomore in high school and it's like three paragraphs of some super Christian, uh, I, it was, 
this paragraph of paragraphs of just this super <laughs> spiritual stuff that was super pushy. And I'm reading it like, man, like someone should have slapped me, you know, right. for, for, for that. And it wasn't you know, like, you know, anything outlandish. It was just, I was like, oh man, that's like still there. Mm. Uh, so, you know, as you look at, you know, your own emotions and navigating them, and we've talked about this before, what are some practices and handles that you've acquired over the last, uh, you know, couple decades of, of life and work and family that would suit uh, our young adult listeners? Yeah, um, the first uh, the first practice that I think is super important is reviewing your day every day. You know, John Maxwell says, uh, ask yourself these three questions at the end of the day. What did you do great? What, what can you do better? Mm-hmm. And what did you learn? How can you grow? And so if you spend time just analyzing your day practically, but then add the spiritual component of yeah. God's word and inviting the Holy Spirit, it's amazing how you'll find an opportunity for refinement and renewal right. in your life, right? And so I spend, from the moment that I learned this practice, I spend 30 minutes every day doing this at the end of the night. Mm. That's great. And I'm literally writing down and celebrating all the things that were great. I'm literally writing down all of the opportunities where I can grow and do something differently. So I'm looking for an opportunity to do something differently. And then I'm asking the Holy Spirit to remind me of that moment that he and I had together where we identified this opportunity when I'm encountering a similar circumstance that could trigger an automatic behavior. Mm. And so when um, Idalis was going to school at the age of four, she was in kindergarten early, um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that my kid never experienced was failing a grade. I failed second Mm. grade because I was bilingual. Mm. And so that had stayed with me. And so I was passionate about making sure that Idalis would go to bed on time and get to school on time and had all of the resources that she needed. And one night, I remember I was finishing a business call at 9 o'clock at night with the West Coast, and I came out, and it was a school night. And I see Dahlia and Krista, who's a baby, (laughs) and Idalis in the kitchen, and they're trying to bake a cake. And if you knew Dahlia back then, you knew she couldn't bake anything, right? (laughs) And, and, And I'm looking around, and there's like this huge mess and Krista looks like Casper the Ghost. Yeah, yeah. It's nine Wonderful. o'clock at night, and Idalis is supposed to be in bed. It's bedtime. And I was getting ready to do what my natural tendency was. Woman, why aren't these kids in bed? <laughs> and uh, I remember at that moment, I was like, I'm gonna do it. And I was like, no. And the Holy Spirit just said, Oscar, just be quiet for two extra seconds and let me catch up to your mouth. And I literally counted one 1,000, two 1,000. And instead of responding in anger, I was like, Dahlia, how can I help you clean up? Because it's time wow. for Idalis to go to bed. And I heard the most awful words that I've ever heard. And she said, you can wash these dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I proceeded to wash the dishes. And then I remember looking back and the girls were like literally looking up at me, wondering what the heck I was doing because yeah. they had never seen dad wash dishes. Wow. But here's the cool thing. At 9.15, Ivalis and Krista were in bed. It only took an extra 15 minutes. And it was the first time that I can remember that I had actually modeled for the women of my house that I was their servant leader, that I was there to serve them and I was there to to help them. Let me tell you, after that, 
I went back into my home office and I remember like spending an hour in that office just praising God, thanking God, because it was the first time I had experienced victory in my life where God had actually refined and renewed a character trait in me where I could control my emotions, where I could control my anger. And I could see that the way that I responded changed the temperature in the room that I was a part of, right? And so I think the first thing practically is to review your day every day, invite God into the atmosphere, and then give the Holy Spirit permission, pause to catch up with your mouth. You don't have to respond so quickly, right? I think a lot of times we feel like we need to finish someone else's sentence. And the reality is, is that most of the time, People just want you to listen yeah. to them, encourage them, and love them. And and if you do that and you give them the space, the Holy Spirit will actually equip you yeah. with the right words. That's it's awesome. amazing what the Holy Spirit can do in two seconds. Right. Than what we could do. Right. Going so off that, immediately. Yeah. Right. That's so good. Um, do you have any resources for us as we're diving deeper into controlling our emotions? Maybe some books, uh, maybe different podcasts, or even like counseling. Is there anything that um, you've seen work really well? So for me, I'm not a big book reader. Um, It takes a lot of work for me to read a book, right? Um, I've got a little bit of that ADD, whatever you want to call it, um, where where like Mm -hmm. sitting down and reading a book is hard. So I listen to podcasts. So I listen to a lot of leadership podcasts. Um, I listen to John Maxwell. Um, I do. I did read that book, uh, Replenish. And um, if you have not read the book Replenish, you need to read that book because. One of the things that I've discovered is that um, the the outpouring that we give is really a reflection of what we're putting in. Yep. Wow. And yeah. so it is super important for us to know that we need to make the right investments in ourselves so that we can give people our best. Yep. And um, a lot of times we are afraid to face the hard moments of our lives. Mm-hmm. But I, I love to just meditate on God's promises. And, and there's so, so many of them. So I gave you Romans already, right? But, yeah. but I'm going to give you a couple of more. Um, John 13, 34 says, I give you a new command. Love one another as I have loved you. So that, so, so you're, as you love one another, everyone will know that you're my disciples. Yeah. Like, I want you to think about that. When, when you're able to love people well, you, you are actually letting people know that you're a follower of Jesus. So yep. it's not really like what we post on Facebook or <laughs> in my case, MySpace back in the day, right? <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is really how we live out our lives yes. through our actions and our kindness to yep. other people. But we can't do that if we don't let God do the work yep. For sure. in our lives, if we don't invite the Holy Spirit to do the work in our lives. There's another um, really great scripture that uh, I read that is, is super powerful. Uh, for me, and it's Second Timothy one seven. It says, "For the Spirit of God gave us, gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power. Yep. It gives us love, and what else? The key word there: self discipline. Yep. Mm. And so I started to learn that my interactions with people really required a lot of self discipline. Yeah. So, for me, it's resources are going to be this way: God's Word, yep. the Holy Spirit." And then inviting people into my life That's to good. hold me accountable. That's good. And I ho- I have people in my life at all levels of what I do. So I have my family that holds me accountable. My daughters have permission to tell me when I'm out of order. 
Um, my, my peers have permission to hold me accountable at what I do in ministry. People that are on my team that I lead have permission to speak into me and tell me. So I select them and I was like, Hey, once a month, I need you to let me know if Mm. you saw anything, um, hold me accountable to that. Right. And then as I work through the practical steps of reviewing my day every day, I find opportunities for refinement constantly. That's and that's been super helpful for me as a resource. That's Love great. It. Last kind of question, uh, landing the plane. Uh, for those who may be experiencing emotions of, of sadness and it's, it's, you know, they're super deep into their sadness or w- whatever the emotion is, what, what would be a piece of advice or encouragement that you would want to give uh, somebody who, who feels stuck and feels out of control of their emotions and feels like they're reaching to gain control? Wow. Um, that's a great question. I remember that um, I had a season where I had stopped working um, simply to spend time with my daughter. And um, I was basically a stay-at-home dad mm-hmm. for that season. I had selected to be that, but that season got really long and I couldn't find any jobs to, to um, care for my family and I was getting frustrated. And um, I would wake up late at night to feed Krista. I was like that guy that would get up and feed yeah. my kid. And um, it, was, it was like one of the best experiences ever in a really, really stressful season of my life. And uh, there was a, a clock in our living room and the clock would constantly click. I hated that <laughs> clock because every night I would get up and I would hear the clicks on that clock. And I was getting angry, I was getting frustrated but the only thing that would calm me was my daughter. Mm. And um, she was there with me and I was caring for her. And I remember that one night, God just reminded me. He said, I know it's a hard season, but look, you have your daughter. You have a roof over your head. You're providing, there is provision for your family, even though it's not you in this season. Would you just trust me with all of it? Just trust me with all of it. And I think that when I started to to go down this path of just trusting God with the most difficult areas of my life or the most difficult memories of my life, I started to realize that God not only would bring me freedom from that, but he would also bring me peace. And um, your pain can actually become part of your your platform in the Mm -hmm. future. And I would encourage those of you that are navigating with deep feelings and emotions because of something that might've happened with you, um, that doesn't change God's love for you. Mm. That doesn't change the way that That's God great. has ha- sees you. Um, and God already gave his best for you, right? And, and uh, sometimes I think that we, we, we bring down the value of the cross because we fail to value how God sees us. Mm. And it's so important for us to place value on the cross and place value on what God can do in yeah. our lives. And so... I have learned to find a lot of peace in the Lord when I'm having really stressful situations. And I know that my worship is important. My time of worship is important. My time of reflection is important. My time to grow in God's word is extremely important. And as I take those steps of surrender every day and identifying the opportunity, and I can celebrate that, I have found so much peace. That's great. And you know, the, those moments of celebrating, like when I remember first celebrating that moment that 
I responded right to my wife and my mm-hmm. kids. That was like a big win, yeah. but it yeah. gave me so much energy to look forward to the next opportunity. So I no longer was identifying a fault. I was actually looking for an opportunity so and that opportunity led to victory. And it was one step at a time for refinement and renewal in my life. And um, I would just encourage you to just take it one step at a time and trust God yeah. with your feelings, trust God with your emotions. He already knows, just tell him, That's right? So good. Tell him and, and you'll see victory. I love it. Talking about reviewing, reviewing your day, reviewing your emotions, processing that. Um, the two-second roll, I'm taking that with me. I know mm-hmm. that so many tuning in, uh, they just, just start there, you know, just, just pausing. So thanks so much, Pastor Oscar, for being with us today, yes. for spending time. Uh, we're so grateful for, for you and for all that you do for our teams, for our church, for our ministry, and you're such a great example for, for all of us. So thanks for speaking into uh, the Young Adulting Podcast, and uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do with this. And for everyone who's tuning in, whether you're watching this on YouTube or maybe you're listening uh, online through one of the streaming platforms. I hope this is helpful. Uh, believing that you can manage and, and steward and control your emotions, uh, even if it feels like the movie Inside Out, kind of <laughs> crazy all the time. We're all here on the journey, but uh, we love you. We're grateful for you. Until next time. See you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.